Good afternoon, traders. Let me put on my most sultry voice for the day. Good afternoon, traders. Happy Valentine's Day. Will you be my Valentine? Now, after I've creeped you out, <laughs> happy Tuesday or Wednesday. Happy Valentine's Day to you. Happy Ash Wednesday to you as well. Hope you're having a fantastic day and I hope your Valentine's is just right. But either way, let's talk about the markets, right? I am seeing the SPY show some strength. Who knows? Could it be the how many times have we seen this happen? Uh, one, two, three, four. Could this be? The fourth, uh, the fourth reckoning, and it comes right back, goes ripping on higher. I don't know. I don't know. But I do know one thing. We do have a sell signal on the queues today, which doesn't give me a lot of, uh, a lot of um, bullishness, I guess you could say. Nathan, good to see you. Missed you yesterday, or one of the days this week, I believe. Glad you're here today. Happy Wednesday to you. Let's jump right into our market analysis. Before I forget, real quick, uh, I will be out on Friday. I'm taking the day off. Monday is President's Day and the market is closed. And finally, talked to Mahesh earlier today. Uh, like I say, Mahesh is in India right now. But um, the upgrade was not delivered, unfortunately. He said I'd have it by today, but he says I will have it by Monday. So hopefully by Monday, I will have Outlier 2.0 in my hands and I can start... Uh, deep diving into it. One of the things that we're going to do, just like we did yesterday, is a lot of side-by-sides uh, inside of Outlier 1.0 and 2.0. And we're going to be looking for differences. And I'm also going to be looking for different signals that come through. And then um, at sporadic times, I, I will come on the Discord and say, hey, I'm going to go live in about five minutes to do some backtesting. Uh, and I'm going to do all my backtesting live. So you can watch live if you choose to, or you can tune in later, but it's not going to be as uh, organized as this. I don't even know if I'm going to turn my camera on, but I will be chatting through, talking through what I see in uh, in all the upgrades and doing my backtesting because backtesting is critical, right? Um, you can have the greatest strategy in the world, but if you don't have the confidence in that strategy, it doesn't matter. If you can't reliably go back and say, hey, um, using my system over x number of trades at least 100 over at least 100 trades do i have a positive expectancy are my wins bigger than my losses and what is my win rate right and i like to throw a lot of things on top of that as you know i like to include uh trend of the market as well as trend of the market breadth and then within individual stocks i want to see them trending upward right i'll never take a trade if and even if outlier says it right i will never take a bullish trade around here it's just not going to happen that's not how i trade however that may be the way you trade and you may see some incredible opportunities come right at turning points so i'm going to be back testing all this and i'm excited that you can join along i've never done this uh publicly i usually uh i usually curl up on saturday mornings but while my kids are still sleeping with a with an entire pot of coffee and uh, just go for hours on end, right? It's one of my favorite things to do. So I should be able to have that access by Monday, and then it's gonna be on like Donkey Kong. Welcome to the Outlier Trading Room. This is how to trade in only 10 minutes a day and exactly how to take the guesswork out of trading. Now, I am a partner with Outlier, and this is my style of trading using Outlier. 
And the way that I trade, I always like to start with the market. Let the market tell me which direction it's going. Now, as you've seen, I haven't traded since January 8th. It's been over a month since I've traded. And that's okay, right? I know the opportunities will be there, but I'm not forcing anything to happen. Because when you force a trade, you'll be stuck in a trade like yesterday. Even my parents, they're in their 70s. They give no shits about the market, right? They, uh, I was chatting with them this morning. They're like, hey, there was a big sell-off in the market yesterday. And I'm like, I know, but I've been in cash for a while. I'm not even stressing about it. I'm waiting to see some confirmation in which direction the market's going to go. Brian, good to see you. Happy Valentine's Day to you, my friend. And so what I see right now is the 10 over the 20, price over the 50 on the SPY. The S&P 500 continues to trend higher. Like I say, don't bet against this. Don't bet against this trend. At some point, it will reverse. Guaranteed. I shouldn't say guaranteed. I can't guarantee anything in the market. But at some point, I'm pretty sure it's going to reverse. And when it does, it could go very, very quickly. Because the market breadth is trending down and has been trending down for weeks at this point, right? And the reason that I do this, right, the, the, the explanation that, that I like to give, the explanation that was given to me is, imagine the market is the general, right? And the general is supported by all the soldiers, right? How many stocks in the S&P 500 are pushing higher? How many stocks in the S&P 500 have um, their own price charts in a bullish manner right now? And at, at this very moment, it's 50%. But that's trended down from 85%, right? It's trended down from 85%. So it means less and less and less stocks are being bullish right now. So if the general is moving one direction, but all the soldiers that make up the army behind the general are moving south, the general's moving north, the soldiers are moving south, at some point, something's going to break. I would be more inclined to say that the market will decide to turn around than I would to say every stock in the market will start to turn around. Brian says, this is like musical chairs. You don't want to be without a chair when the music stops. Well said, Brian. Well said. Um, and because of that, and this is my style of trading, I'm not going to move forward with trades, right? There will be trades that come through no matter what. But for me, the way that I trade, that makes today a transition day. Now, I show up every single day and do this every single day. And I'm glad you're here watching, right? Because you don't have to trade every day. In fact, our um, our uh, final thoughts is going to cover that. I, I'm going to be a little bit ugly about our final thoughts. But it's a transition day. I'm not the market. I'm waiting for valid market setups as long as it takes. Right? Wait in cash for proper setups as long as it takes. Now, today is a sell day on the queues. So let's go to the queues real quick. This came through today. Check out the... Uh, QQQ. We got a sell signal today. I got an email, which is one of my favorite things about outliers that you can literally set it and forget it and just wait for the emails. Got an email today, February 14th. I'm curious to see what the color code is. 88D4B0 happened a while ago. That's my regular exit. That happened on January 30th. So that's where I would have got out is January 30th. If I were still, if I had taken the buy signal on January 24th. Uh, that one would have been about flat. Close to close, 50 cents. Nothing would have really happened. But from that point to now, six bucks, about one and a half percentage points. That's not too bad at all. If you're following the buy and sell signals and outlier, I like that. So what are my criteria for selling 
so today is a signal day. Does the MMFI trend agree with the price trend? No, we know that's not the case. MMFI is trending down, price trend is trending up. If these were both in the same direction, I would move forward, but no, right? Do they agree? No, don't trade it, right? You Don't trade it short is what I mean. Don't go short. Don't be buying puts right now. So I'm not going to, but let's go through this so you know what I'm talking about. Does MMFI price trend agree? Does MMFI trend agree with price trend? Uh, if it were yes, does that have a positive backtest? So I like to backtest inside of TrendSpider. Uh, I'll show you what I mean. Down here, strategy tester. Outlier theory short. It's really simple. Just 10, uh, 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 price close under the 10, price close over the 10 with a MACD crossover. That's all. Does this yield a positive expectancy? No. So I wouldn't trade the market short, right? Which is a dangerous thing to do. <laughs> the dangerous thing to do is to trade the market short. So I still wouldn't have traded it, right? But let's say that it did, right? If yes, is the 1050 already crossed? No, it's still not. If you are catching my drift, I would say don't short this market. <laughs> so don't trade it, right? Is it above, in this case, yesterday's low? No. <laughs> so don't trade it short. If no, set alert and enter on next close below there, right? So if everything else had lined up and it were below yesterday's low, so basically in this area, then I would be interested. But no, ain't going to do it. No way. That's what I've been telling you guys for a while. Don't fight these trends. The trends may go higher. The trends may have less and less stocks behind them. But don't ever try and get in the way of what the price is doing. The market can stay irrational much longer than you can stay solvent. So I'm not going to be taking that trade either. So once again, another sitting on the sidelines day for me. But that's all right. Let's move to our final thoughts. I have some thoughts here. Okay, so if you've been following me for a while, this is actually an account that I, I used to really like. I'm not saying I don't like them anymore. But this post kind of irritated me. No BS trades. I used to call it knobs trades until I realized it was no BS. Something new traders need to understand. I've always, I've seen way too many traders make a profit and then get greedy wanting more money and end up pissing it away because of greed. I'm not saying you can't trade for more profit. I'm saying control the downside and use the chart below. So this chart says, uh, so for preface, nut meaning have you earned what you want to earn for the month? Maybe you want to earn 10 grand this month, right? Should I stop trading? Do you have your nut? No, then keep trading. Do you have your nut? Yes. Will the stop loss of your next trade take you below your nut? So will the stop loss of this next trade take you to $9,500? No, keep trading. Or yes, stop trading. I have such a problem with this, right? I have such a problem with this for multiple reasons. Number one. I don't think anybody can predict at what point their nut will be hit, right? If you are actually to the point in your trading career where you can say, no matter what, monthly, month over month, I'm going to make my nut. Like imagine a squirrel with his nut. I'm going to make my nut this month. That's how I pay my bills. Clearly, you're doing something I don't know. Because the way that I've traded, 
the way that I've seen successful people trade and the market wizards that I learned from all have one thing in common. It's that in a distribution of trades, right? Imagine a series of 500 trades, 365 trades. You're trading one day a year. You don't actually know when you're going to have a cluster of wins, when you're going to have a cluster of losses, or when it's just going to be one for one, right? Because sometimes you get on a hot streak and it's like every single thing you do turns to gold. And maybe you make three, four, five, six nuts in one single month. But on the other end of it, maybe you get cold. Maybe you lose 19 trades in a row. And while you got ahead by six months, now that nut is down to negative four months, right? You're still up. You're still positive on the year. But if you're six months deep and you were up four, now you've lost two, does that mean that you should have been doing a nut every single month? No. Because you can't anticipate when the results will come. Um, it's, it's a standard distribution, right? What does the standard distribution mean? Hang on. This is... Um, What is the word I'm thinking of? This is statistics in a nutshell, right? Now, this is pretty cool. We as traders can actually, in fact, I want to mirror this. Hang on. We as traders can do something in our industry that most people have no idea what to do. Show you what I mean, just a second. Give me, give me just a second. Hang on, I know, I know, hang on. Rotate, flip horizontal, there we go. This is really cool. So a normal distribution looks like this, right? You're gonna have 68% of your winners are gonna fall within a normal percentage, okay? 68% of the time, within one standard deviation. Then 95 happen within two standard deviations, and then 99.97% happen within three standard deviations. It's fact, it's math, right? Given a large enough sample set, this is what you should see. 68% of the time, your numbers fall in the plus one to minus one, okay? Legitimately, plus one, you're making bank, minus one, you're losing bank, it's okay. They don't believe in the bell curve. Well, Brian, I don't believe in the bell curve as far as like um, the efficient market theory. I think that is total hogwash. Uh, hang on. I'll run a back test real quick. Basic back test. Hey, Sebastian. Good to see you. I don't know why this is taking long. Let's go to something else. Maybe I'll just pop right up. uh let's go oh geez i need somebody else uh nvidia nvidia is a perfect example right the standard distribution the efficient market theory would tell you there is no freaking possible way that this is legit the efficient market theory says that your stock has just as equal opportunity to go up as down okay 
That's what the efficient market theory says, is that it'll land somewhere in this zone, right? Well, what you see on here is not only did it land well outside of that zone, but historically speaking, change my color to blue. Historically speaking, using these same criterias, it's actually performing perfectly inside of this historical average. Talk about an incredible backtest, right? Look at that. It perfectly paints inside of this backtest I made. Efficient market theorists would tell you that cannot happen. Efficient market theorists would say, no, it has to land somewhere in here. There's no possible way that you could backtest this and it would actually do exactly what happened in the backtest. I mean, I, that, this couldn't have been a better example. Look at how perfectly it painted on that backtest. But going back to this, right? So we're talking about distribution of wins and losses. A normal distribution is 68% of the time. As you can tell, I'm a huge, huge, huge nerd, and I love this stuff. 68% of the time, you're going to get somewhere between, let's use these as round round numbers, right? You're going to make $1,000, and you're going to lose 1000 right? 68% of the time. 95% of the time, you're going to make between 2000 and negative 2000 And then 99.97% of the time, you're going to make between... 3,000 and negative 3,000, okay? Round numbers here. But to say that you can reliably get your nut, in my opinion, is so deceitful because the only way that this works out is over a large data pool. And if I'm trading 30 times a month, one trade per day, maybe 60 times a month, two trades per day, right? 60 times in a month. That's not enough statistical um, uh, occurrences. That's not enough times to fit within this pattern. You need at least an N of 100, N meaning number of frequency, uh, 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 frequency, right? Number of occurrences. You need at least 100, at least 100 for statistical relevance. So to say, you know, if you're not making your nut this month, then you need to keep trading. But if you did make your nut this month, stop trading. Well, dude, what if this month, what if, what if of these 60 trades, you get the biggest trade of your life? That's happened. It's happened to you. It's happened to me, right? And you get a nut worth 50, 50 nuts. Are you telling me I'm not trading for the next 50 months? No. I'm looking at this like, hey, I did something awesome. Probably not repeatable because it was a three standard deviation move. But I made a 50 nut trade. That is pretty sick. Now, where I wanted to go with this is this green line right here. Right? This green line out here is one of the coolest things that we as traders can do. This green line is what a trader's portfolio should look like. What do I mean by that? Well, Maybe not perfect, but it's close. It's close. Because as a trader, it's not really perfect. Hang on. 
Let me see if I can get a better example. What I'm trying to say is that as a trader, we can control the downside. But the upside is unlimited. Uh, that's not a good example. I don't know. I don't have a good example on me. And where I'm going with that is that there's more opportunities for these three, four, five standard deviation moves as a trader than three, four, five standard deviation moves to the downside. Because we control our risk. Well, I should say successful traders control their risk, right? Every once in a while, you'll get a two standard deviation and it sucks. I can use this. It's not perfect. Oh, no, 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 that's not the one. That's from this year. Hang on. I had last year from July forward. It's not perfect because there's only 24. But this is what I mean by distribution, right? This is a normal distribution. This is a standard deviation, okay? And you can see right here, my nut was made in October. Last of September, middle of October, and that was the best that I ever pulled in that short window of time. During this time, I wasn't making a nut. During this time, I wasn't making a nut. The nut was made here. And to say, you know, on a monthly basis, you can collect a nut, I think it's just asinine. It's setting people up for um, failure. It's setting people up for huge disappointment because they expect month to month to month growth. But you can't deliver that. Now, this is what I mean by um, the standard distribution, right? There's only 24 trades. Granted, I will say that there could have been more frequency here. But I had one 1 1.8 uh, standard distribution down trade. I had one, two, three on the upside, right? So these three more than made up for that one on the downside. But nearly everything else was between one standard deviation, as it should be. I wish I had a better example of that. But what I'm trying to say is we as traders, we can let the positive skew for us just grow like crazy. We can have incredible returns. And we don't have to have big losses because we control that. I forget who told me this, but it, but they said something like, um, you can never control how big of a win you have, but you can always control how small of a loss you take. That is one of our superpowers as traders. That is the allure of trading. But the problem is that most people can't actually follow the plan to minimize those losses. And if they could, they'd be a lot better off. But that's why you're here in the trading room with us, right? In the trading room with us every single day, because we want to give you the tools to be successful as a trader and outlier. We're going to do everything we possibly can to set you up for success. And I'm super glad that you're here. So as I mentioned, the upgrade I should have access to by Monday. So we'll be doing a lot more of the backtesting and exploring and testing it out. And uh, Mahesh had some... Uh, items that he wanted to get y'all's opinion on to make it better as well. So look forward to that next week. Quick reminder, I am out Friday and I'm out Monday, but I'll see you uh, back here tomorrow 
for the last trading room of the week. Have a fantastic afternoon. Have a great Valentine's night. I hope everything goes your way. We'll talk soon.